This is episode 504 of the AWS podcast, released on February 9th, 2022. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Lashia here with you, and this is a very special series called Right Now at AWS. Hosted by Katie Doptus, it's a special series focusing on enterprises across industries. We hope you enjoy it. This is Right Now at AWS, the podcast series that surfaces patterns, best practices, and successful solutions across every imaginable industry. I'm your host, Katie Daftis. Digital commerce is evolving at a rapid clip as shoppers seek richer online experiences before committing to spend. And meeting immersive experience expectations wherever people are online introduces a ton of complexity. Yet this shift also offers a rare opportunity to expand and innovate on core business models. And Vince Coe, worldwide head of digital commerce solutions, is here to help you understand emerging customer demands. Welcome, Vince. Thank you for having me on the show, Katie. Happy to be here. So Vince, let's expand upon what's happening right now. This evolution is really being driven by shoppers. So what types of experiences are they seeking exactly? So Katie, um, past two years have flipped all expectations in digital commerce with so much happening on so much of shopping actually moving to online. Uh, digital properties have really become the flagship experience for brands and retailers. And this change of the landscape really pushed up the demand for technologies that elevate the shopping experience. And consumers are looking for more of an in-person like experiences from online. Uh, For example, live stream commerce, the trend that was so popular in China even before the pandemic uh, has now really spread to other places like Japan, South Korea, and even the US. Shopping at physical stores or traditional e-commerce websites are usually you know, one-way experience, right? So meaning the seller provides the pricing and product info one way, and the buyer just has to make a decision with that information. One of the most unique aspects about the live streaming is that it is a two-way commerce format. So interacting with the show host or influencer uh, in real time um, makes the shopping experience that much more entertaining. So it's not just about buying and selling, it's more of an infotainment. So because of that interactivity factor, in average, it results a lot higher uh, conversion than the traditional e-commerce, especially for categories such as you know, uh, fashion and beauty that are uh, closely tied to in-purse shopping behavior. And, um, and of course, like 3D and a- uh, AR augmented reality is evolving into more of an everyday uh, aspect of digital commerce. When you look at uh, e-commerce, for the last, last couple of decades, um, it's been pretty much dominated by 2D imagery, right? So first there was a website, then imagery on the website became more sort of uh, oriented towards selling products, exploring things. And what we're seeing now is the movement from 2D imagery to interactive 3D content, literally leaping off the page, leaping out of the device to be able to see and feel physical products in 3D technology, possibly augmented reality. We can bring them into your room or try them on your face or body, um, potentially exploring entire showroom or stores. There are so many use cases around this, but to but to really frame it, it's it's actually about movement toward the 3D as, as a user interface, a movement toward the spatial computing. So this is about you know using game engine technology in retail uh, powering interactive experiences across the board and about 3D becoming the next generation of 
user interface for retailers and brands. So truly, it's truly bridging the online to offline gap with uh, very much of realistic product experiences. And once the uh, consumers enjoy certain online shopping experiences, uh, especially from leading retailers out there, you know, they often look for uh, same level of, level of expectation from uh, from the other retailers as well. So yes, if one retailer is really hitting the mark with AR, VR, those immersive experiences, and also doing some kind of infotainment on the side of uh, interactive selling, it really does change the landscape for everyone else, doesn't it? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's about the setting the standard, right? Um, you know, it's even for like two-day shipping that we're now so used to from the e-commerce experience that um, uh, somebody started early and then everybody's uh, following the trend. And then that becomes the more of a norm and standard of the industry. And I thought it was interesting too, that you pointed out that a lot of these trends are really coming from Asia. Is that fair to say? Uh, not all, but the many of them are starting there. Like uh, there are some trends starting out of the um, the U.S. or Europe as well. But we are seeing, especially for things like live stream commerce, uh, it pretty much kicked off like five six years ago in China, uh, and then now it's almost at the mature stage. And compared to that, some of the other countries um, are just starting out right now, and they're taking a lot of learnings from the what the what the earlier markets like China went through early on. And you said that the segmentation that's most impacted or has the greatest conversions are beauty and fashion. Yeah, fashion and beauty. And surprisingly, we are seeing a lot of food-related uh, live streaming contents as well. Those are very, very high conversion-driven, uh, uh, conversion-driving um, categories uh, for e-commerce companies. Oh, that makes total sense. Yes, food. I think that it's such a shared experience already. And it's, you know, really breaking the walls of watching a favorite celebrity chef on TV to like buying what that celebrity chef offers. Yeah, exactly. So how are cutting edge companies delivering for customers? What are common technical implementations used to get there? So who's already doing a great job? What can we learn from them? Yeah, um, so... To really run a successful e-commerce business, there are um, many key components, but often when people think about commerce companies, they start with the core backend that, that, that they build their site on. So there are uh, usually three choices that the companies uh, choose between as a starting point for the tech stack decision, uh, hosted e-commerce platform, self-hosted e-commerce platform, or headless commerce offerings. So, the modern e-commerce solutions may look very similar to the consumers when they're shopping, but under the covers, it's entirely different picture. Uh, so the, the industry has learned over the years how to design solutions that provide business agility and support lots of different kinds of innovation. And we often use the term uh, headless commerce these days to talk about a website in which the front-end and back-end architecture of the site are decoupled. And implementing a modern headless stack is, uh, you know, very useful for speed, flexibility, and scalability. And it can really definitely um, help the delivering new types of commerce experience that we were just talking about for our companies. And if you recall early days of e-commerce, virtually all traffic from the buy uh, from buyers came from desktop systems. But today, um, you know, customer expectations have vastly increased regarding availability 
uh, frictionless shopping experience, uh, product and service quality, and many other things, right? So more and more shopping happens outside of the traditional websites, such as mobile app, social commerce uh, channels, AR, VR, or even uh, IoT channels, right? So the traditional e-commerce platforms are not nimble enough to adopt uh, to these new consumer touch points uh, in a reasonable time. So for many businesses, growing a business is fantastic, but you need to be really thoughtful to make sure your starter tech stack doesn't limit your growth. So the worst case will be to waiting too long to transition and you see companies that gradually start to code custom services to into their monolithic setup. And these services will work, um, function for a while until they don't. And if you don't transition and keep developing custom hacks, it will end up with a mess. And that mess will slow things down uh, eventually and limit your long-term growth potential. So as e-commerce continues to rise as a percentage of overall retail uh, and consumer shopping behavior shifts. Uh, I'm very excited about uh, the continued push towards a modern headless stack uh, to be able to serve you know, different types of uh, businesses and consumer uh, experiences. Okay. Can we talk about how some customers are expanding and innovating on their business models? What are some popular initiatives you're seeing and why? Sure, Katie. Um, we have many customers who constantly look for new ways to innovate and transform their business model. First of all, there are brands going direct to consumer, for example. It's been a popular initiative for many consumer facing vertical like CPG. And many shoppers are more attracted to purchase directly from brands they trust um, to make sure product authenticity and customer warranty. Not only going direct to consumer can provide a new revenue stream, but it offers brands first-party data required for them to discover new customer insights and run their own CRM programs. And even for major consumer brands out there who have been selling their products uh, through uh, retailers for many, many years, they don't have access to who made the purchase or many other different types of insights. So they're looking to leverage direct-to-consumer to uh, control the end-to-end purchase path and gain access to valuable customer data. Second of all, um, many of our retailer customers, on the other hand, are also expanding their business models. And we're seeing retailers interested in becoming the marketplace uh, operator. The reason is uh, pretty simple. Uh, Last time I checked, over 60% of the um, global online spending happened on digital marketplaces in 2020. And it continues to go up uh, in uh, last year and probably this year as well. As a result, many of our retail customers are rethinking their e-commerce strategies to respond to this uh, new behavior from the consumer side. Uh, Marketplaces offer obviously a wider assortment of uh, products at competitive price and data shows that um, having a large product range really boosts retailers' customer acquisition. And marketplace integration also helps online retailers provide an outstanding experience without significant upfront investment. That's because, you know, if you think about onboarding third-party products or vendors and services at scale, uh, at scale really make it possible for companies to meet increasing customer demand uh, without uh, over-investing in uh, uh, owned inventory. So that's huge for their bottom line. And lastly, going back to the live, live streaming that we talked about earlier, we're definitely seeing more customers who are looking to provide live commerce experience on their own channels. However, it's 
quite difficult to do low latency um, synchronized video on your own. So you want to make sure that video gets out there as fast as possible and it's synchronized with the products that are being shown or polls or anything else that you are doing for the interactivity part of the live, live streaming. And then it's difficult to serve such large audiences. And that's where AWS come in um, because we've got such a large content delivery network throughout the world. We created a simple to use a live streaming uh, solution called the Amazon IVS interactive video service to offer a managed solution that is uh, very quick and easy to set up and great for building an engaging audience experience with a minimal configuration. So pushing beyond what's possible now, what do you think is next? It's it's there are so many things that I've been I'm following these days, but we're seeing the rise of virtual store experiences on many brand websites. So really digitally creating interactive virtual stores and integrating them with the brand's own e-commerce channel, which is already possible and it's been implemented by several fashion, beauty, consumer brands, as well as some media companies out there. But it's about making e-commerce more experiential and memorable for consumers. So, and it's about targeting younger generation uh, of shoppers uh, with more interactive and entertaining ways that they are used to with their virtual experiences and video gaming and social channels. So what I'm most excited about is the next version of this virtual store experience. So a new form of virtual space, things like you know, the metaverse provides a digital overlay of a reality and it's a hybrid of things like AR, VR, mixed reality um, that can interact with the real life. And in regards to the product experiences of the metaverse, I see it as, uh, you know, having a couple, a couple of essential pieces. Things It has to be immersive. It has to have uh, multiplayer features. It has to have an economy of its own. So it sounds very similar to the, to the trends that we're seeing in the major uh, video gaming uh, platforms. And these gaming platforms are already serving as a marketplaces um, that drive massive number of transactions across different sectors today. And the reason why comp- uh, retail companies and brands need to pay attention to this trend is that uh, this is where the new generation consumers um, attend events, socialize with their friends, and spend a lot of time every day. So, which certainly creates a new retail environment. And if you think about years ago, many people spent time at physical shopping malls, but now they're online. Today, most retail brands live on social media in order to reach new customers and engage better with those uh, existing customers as well. And for the same reason, I think the you know metaverse being the next generation of the internet and how it will impact retail models and how people shop and by converging e-commerce, social networks, and uh, entertainment. Um, but that being said, there's no need to uh, for companies to panic. Um, this, uh, this fully operational version of Metaverse is probably uh, years away um, from actuality. It may not even turn out as we are exactly imagining today, but it's time to consider the Metaverse since uh, it could be a new way to experience the internet and represents an opportunity for any companies out there that are ready to meet customers uh, where they are, uh, whether it's in this world or one has not been created yet. In the metaverse, it almost sounds like shopping itself is not the primary benefit. It's the experience that is the benefit. And the ability to buy a piece of that in your real life is this takeaway memorabilia from the experience that you had online. 
Yeah, it's a complete like a mixture of your reality and uh, virtual uh, reality. So it's it's um, it's an already an environment that uh, um, a lot of Gen Z customers are accustomed to. That they're very used to it, and uh, things like you know they're spending more time and uh, energy dressing up their avatar versus themselves, um, and this that creates a whole different types of opportunities for the. Um, fashion brands and shoe sneaker brands and beauty um, brands and and so on. It's very interesting. It's very interesting <laughs> to see how this is all going to play out. <laughs> um. So, what are some best practices for addressing the future state in digital commerce? What do people need to do now to get to the metaverse? Yeah, I believe new technology or things like demographic shifts, uh, globalization. These things cause change and really impact the future. And that means companies must constantly be exploring new ideas on how to build and maintain a more of a uh, productive and profitable business. And for consumer brands and retailers looking to innovate, um, technologies around immersive retail offer unlimited potential for connecting with the customers through unique, memorable, and interactive experiences. And you know some of the things that we're talking about, you know, including Metaverse seemed like a far-fetched concept only just a few years ago, and it's now practical. Um, and things like NFTs as well, it's pretty active, right? So with the companies discovering innovative opportunities every day. And AWS, we've been guiding our customers in digital commerce through the emerging consumer tech landscape uh, in order to identify the solutions that are best suited to their business needs. And Vince, we've covered a lot of ground here. If someone is interested in learning more, what's the best way to get started? Sure. Uh, to learn more about how we can help uh, your business, uh, you can reach out to your account manager so we can get a meeting set up and get the conversation started. Vince, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Katie. It was a pleasure to be here.